Are you a sneakerhead? Yeah, boy! A baller? Ballin'. Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. Nice take by James. Oh, he stops! LeBron James puts it down in the face of James Johnson. Kevin Durant way outside. Delivers! Kevin Durant from downtown. It's a six-point game. And it goes off to Kobe. Good to ride Kobe underneath. Puts his nose on the line again. Makes the basket. He's fouled. Oh, what a play. And Kobe, after he was fouled, after the ball nestled in the net, he waved to a cameraman down in front. Says, take my picture, baby. Sixers running the break. Iverson accelerating to the jam. It's kicks and bricks where we got game on the streets, and on the court. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And here's your host, Jamel Cutler. What up? Welcome to Kicks. Today we have my homegirl, Armani Caesar, pulled up on me. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. You know, firstly, I want to say congrats on the album. You know, the, the shit is hard. You know, I haven't heard a female rapper with a flow like yours since like Lil' Kim back in like 96, 97. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so how did you link up with Griselda? So me, Benny and Conway met each other in Buffalo um, when I still lived up there in like this was like a long time ago maybe like 10 plus years ago I came to the studio one day for some studio time um Shay was in the back um doing something and while he was back there Benny was writing this song with this girl um that they had just added to their team um called Buff City and they kept playing the beat over and over again and I ended up like writing my own rap to it and spitting it for him. So then Benny heard me and was like, yo, she's fire. And then he went and got Shay. Shay's like, oh shit, like, all right, mama, you in the group. So it was like, I kind of replaced old girl that they was like trying to write a track for. And then like, it was up from there. How does it feel to be like the only female rapper in your crew? And like, because of that, do you feel that you have to go harder? in your raps no I feel like it's already in me to just you know be the best I don't think I look at it like as a female thing I, I look at it just as like me just wanting to perfect my craft to the point where I'm regarded as the best male or female mm -hmm. so with the guys you know it's no pressure just because we are family but you know I'm surrounded by spitters so I gotta push my pen when it comes to being on records especially with them you know and then they're gonna critique my shit anyway like <laughs> if um you know like when they listen to it and stuff like that because they play my shit we all play each other shit like when we writing out like they play me just like I play them so have you ever written something or have they written something and like they showed it to you or you showed them your stuff and and like they sent you back to the lab or you sent them back to the lab because like the shit was trash or whatever not trash um I know for Mel Gibson the song um the last three songs I recorded for the list too was Mel Gibson Survival of the Littest and um Ice Age 
And Mel Gibson, for some reason, it just was like, I really didn't, I kind of was just burnt out. I had a lot going on. I just got off the tour. Um, I had some stuff going on in my business and I was just ready to get the record out. And Wes was just pushing like, you need to, we need like three more hard joints. Um, Cause I had, you know, obviously like the second half of this too is a lot more like melodic. So they was, he was playing the Mel Gibson beat and I just wasn't really feeling it. So then when I finally wrote something to it, he was like, nah, I think you should change it. I think you should, you know, go back in. So then I changed it again and, and was like, and then he gave me like one more critique on it. Like, I think you should do this. And I was like, look, I'm about to write this verse one more time. Whatever it is, it's going to be. The third time he was like, nah, you killed this shit. <laughs> So, but that was like the only time he's ever said anything to me, like, you know, I need to like change something. I think for the most part, he pretty much lets me do me and um, he's always impressed. So. Are you happy with, with the reception that the album has received so far? Yeah, I feel like, you know, people could take a few more listens to it because I think that it's one of those projects where just listening to it just one time, you're not going to really get it. Like some people get it on the first try. I think for you to actually be able to appreciate it more, you got to really like listen to it um, a few times just because I'm telling a story, you know, even the flow of it. Like I told people before it even dropped, like, you know, don't play this one on, um, don't play this one on shuffle when you get it. Like when I first, when I first do this, like when you first listen to it, you got to listen to it in the order that I put it in, because I put it in that order for a reason. I even fought for like some of the skits and some of like the, the orders to be the way that they were one there just for that very reason. So um, it's a project where it, you can definitely listen to it and tell where I was at in life. Um, if you listen to it, not just one time, but a few times for sure. I'm glad that you said that because I listened to a survival of the latest, like about three mm -hmm. or four times. And then like each time I like caught something new and it, mm -hmm. And I think like that's the best song on the album, in my opinion. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it was one of the last ones, like I said, that we did. And um, shout out to Sovereign. She's actually a woman that produced that um, because Monk produced like the majority of the album. And it wasn't until the end where, you know, I wanted to like just start incorporating different um, producers on it, especially. And it's one of my favorites too. Like, I'm really talking about like my life in it, you know, but in a fly way. But if you really listen to it, it's like you, I was going through some serious shit. And you talked about like your depression battles in the song, like, like what type of stuff were you dealing with at that time? Right, right. Um, I think that's not just at that time, I just life thing you know um anybody that has ever done something or like battle with it takes energy to remain you know positive and motivated with i i believe that um it, discouraging at times especially when you feel like you slept on or especially when you feel like you should be you know in a different place that you at but um 
you know, that depression line told me touching on um, just how that goes, like how it almost killed me. It was a lot of people like correlated it to. It's more so just me, like killed my spirit more than anything. Like it was a up and I do music no more. And um, I just kept going. On the song, you also made mention of your days in a strip club. You know, what was that life like for you? Um, I'm like, I, it's, it's not a, a new story, especially nowadays, like how it goes in a strip club. I think for me, though, I, um, and once it became, you know, once I got to that place where it was no longer useful for more than like God removed me from that place. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally got fired from the strip, quit or just was like, you know, stop or anything like that because the money was so good. But I think like at that, like my time there was over. I had just got signed and, or I think I was about to get signed. I don't think I was 2019. Um, where I, when I stopped working there and uh, that knew me from rapping and not dancing, coming into clubs and seeing me like, yo, oh shit, like, I know you did. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, niggas was coming up to me asking for pictures or trying to give me beats instead of like wanting to dance. So it was like, after that, I was just like, yeah, this my time is, is up with this shit. Like, it's time to move on. The best time I had at a strip club was in Charlotte at the C at the CIA weekend, whatever it's called. Um, oh, CIAA. <laughs> yeah. Did you um like ever like participate in any of those events? Yeah. Um, I had like I had a few times earlier. You know, like towards the end of like 2019 and stuff like that it was like the last year. Um. It really wasn't the same, you know, a lot of the places like were open, were closing down, you know, but CIAA was a vibe, you know, whether you was dancing or not, like it was a lot of money in the city. And that's what I love about being down here. It's like Charlotte is one of those cities where it's like, it's still up and coming and it's still shit that like we pop in and it's still close enough to Atlanta to where you can like, you know, make moves and stuff like that too. But you can really run your back up in Charlotte for sure. Right. Uh, like Charlotte kind of reminds me of Atlanta light a little bit. Yeah, it's like a baby Atlanta in a sense. Like um, it's less, it's not as many black folks as Atlanta, but um, it's one of sure. I remember the first time I heard Diana I was I was in a strip club. I think I was a starlet in the city. Like he talking about the importance, you know, the um, strip clubs have now in breaking new artists. The beginning, I think, um, it's just important that the music in the clubs and the, in the clubs, period, break records. You know, those club DJs is so important because those are the ones that, like, most artists come to the clubs first with their music and a lot of the times they're new artists you know that's like oh like because everybody's gonna be in a club or they might be at the after party in the strip club and once they shit play they may get they fuck with the song and play it and that's where records get broken at because once you know like strip club or not if they're in a regular club once girls are dancing to it you know you got something 
I read somewhere that you slid in Kodak's DM for a feature. And like, were you actually expecting him to like hit you back? Or were you just like shooting basically uh, your half court shot? Yeah, it was a little bit of both. Had like interaction like before, but I think, you know, as far as like the music, you just never know with an artist because as an artist myself, we get bombarded with so much music on a day like listen to this or you know how much for a feature or can I send you beats so it's like when you know I actually you know I'm like okay like for a woman especially that look like me it's like yeah he may think I'm cute but it's a record so I wanted him to like really like the record before anything because I don't ever want nobody getting on the record just as no pity or trying or have an ulterior motive behind it or whatever like I really want you to genuinely like what we doing so we and um I sent the record over first he was like uh, um this shit hard I'm gonna stretch the beat I'm gonna send it back like, okay that's cool and even then they was still like you know a lot of artists take forever to get you your song back and like one o'clock in the morning by like six it was in my inbox What's your DMs looking like now? Like, if you see someone in your DM shoot shooting their shot, like, it wasn't me. <laughs> um, my DMs is always, like, full. It's full. I mean, though, I think um, at this point, I don't really be in my DMs like that. I know it's a lot of money in my DMs, but I have my DMs now set up to where it's, like, it's certain prompts that it'll automatically send you a response back. So I don't even got to like really deal with it. And I make sure that my management pretty much mm -hmm. people want, you know, a feature or something like that, or a book and they, they handle Facts, man. Um, <laughs> um, do you have like a dream collab that, that you're looking forward to like on a future album? Collab with Drake. I want to collab with um, Lil Uzi. Um, I want some production by Pharrell. And um, and I think, uh, like, my all-time favorite collab, just because I know it might be, like, damn near impossible, Andre 3000. <laughs> no more like that. <laughs> you know, I kind of want to hear you on a Jay Dilla beat, man, because I think your flow would go nice on one of his beats. Oh, yeah, that'll be fire. Mm -hmm. All right. So like you came a long way in your journey um, during the whole recording process. Did you learn anything new about yourself? Just trusting myself, you know, um, trying new things, making mistakes, being okay with speaking up for myself and, you know, not playing about me. Female mm -hmm. artists coming to this and taken advantage of a lot of the times because it's a male industry and they don't really know how to navigate through that without seeming like a bitch or being difficult to work with because you know if a woman isn't you know getting ran all over then that's normally the title that they get once they start being stern and standing on business but with me it's like you know I stay respectful, but I also got to respect myself when it comes to me doing business and standing on it, like whether it be with bread, whether it be with, you know, working with people or just interacting with people, period. I always want to make sure that I'm respectful and I'm fair, but being fair to me isn't always going to be, you know, nice. You know, sometimes I got to, you know, shake and move. And now I have to have those difficult conversations no more. It's like, you know, I let my team handle it, but um 
I stand on business and I don't play about me. And if I'm not comfortable with something, I'll let that be known. If I don't want to do something up front. Right. Um, Like, do you have any rappers that kind of inspired you to, um, to get to, to where you are right now? I'm definitely Jay-Z, Dane Dash. He's not a rapper, but he was like one of those people that backstage movie and stuff like that. And just seeing how he moved and, the decisions that he made, the moves that he made in the empire. Um, I definitely watched like Morley Simmons, um, Keisha K. Or Rihanna, Beyonce, people that are like mogul status, you know, um, not just focusing on music to pay their bills, but turning their business or their, their talent into an empire. Like that's what I'm on you know, um, with my clothing line now, Armani's Closet, and just with all of the other ventures that I have going on, like, I'm trying to become a household name and, you know, expand my business beyond just music. Facts, man. I remember the first time I seen Rihanna, that was the only time I ever got starstruck. (laughs) I still haven't met Rihanna yet. I'm still, I'm waiting on it. One of these days, it's coming up soon, too. Boy, I was so dumbfounded. It was like I was on an edible. I, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine because Rihanna is just, oof. Mm. And that whole day, I was talking mad shit. Like, I was like, all right, when I see her after the interview, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to this and that. But and I then you was pro. <laughs> I'm hollering. <laughs> All right, so before we go, man, we got to talk about some sneakers, man. What's in your sneaker rotation right now? I got my off-white ones. I got, um, you know, like those is kind of just like super cute and versatile. I could wear with a lot. I got these off-white fours. Those is kind of like a neutral that I can, you know, pretty much wear with whatever. Let me see. What else do I wear? I wear my Balenci's a lot, but, you know, I'm kind of chilling on those right now. And that's pretty much it. Like, you know, I'm I'm very like I'm a comfy girl, so I like wearing shoes like sneakers, especially that's like comfortable, you know. So whatever is comfy, I'm rocking at. You know, I've been buying up a whole bunch of Yeezys because I seen the price had dropped and hey, wait, it's <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Yeezys is some comfortable ass shoes. Like it feel like you walking on like foam for real, like clouds. I wear my like I, I used to wear the the actual like they were so comfortable. Facts, man. And that's like the best, well, I shouldn't say the best sneaker, but you know. Yeah, like the best, like cool. <laughs> you know, I can rock them like in the club. I can go to the store in them. Mm-hmm. It's versatile. Yeah. They vibe. People use them as water shoes. <laughs> I don't think I, like I don't think I can go that far, but <laughs> that's like my that's like um my boy. He got some Air Dior's and then like like he's into like BMX bikes and shit. He be fucking all his shit up. Yeah, no, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I dog my sneakers real bad. That's another thing a lot where I wear the same ones over and over again. Um because my shit's big. I don't know if it's the way I walk or what, but like I really do sneakers dirty. You know, just don't buy no Air Force Ones because you get like three wears out of them. Oh, Air Force Ones is already one and done. Like that's that's just like the the common thing. One Air Force One 
Those is one and done. Shit, they crispy for that Thursday. I buy mine three at a time because that's two. Ain't no other ain't no way around it. You got to. Do you have like a favorite sneaker? Now, um designer or like a tennis shoe? Like any designer or it can be a regular sneaker. Um Lanvin's, um, those are kind of like my ears that like the words they look like they they just look worn in, they look better. Facts. Like I remember one time I was gonna buy like I was gonna buy some Balenciagas. That was before all this shit had, had happened. You know, and I'm thinking, all right, it, it can't be that much money. So, you know, add like two racks on me. Feel me? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh shit. <laughs> I was nowhere near their asking price. Yeah, no. Get a a pair of runners for like a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, nah, I wanted some ex- ex- some real exclusive shit. Oh, you was trying to be special. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking like, cause I was talking to the sales rep and she wasn't telling me the price. So I'm like, all right, I know it's gonna cost me, but it can't be no more than in two bands. So I'm like, that shit was about eight bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna get up there. So I took the walk of shame back to the car. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that you cut your losses you know some people will try to be like you know fuck it i'm just gonna do it i'm here now i used to turn the route now i haven't spent my last dollars on sneakers since like college i used, I used to do that all the time spend like a, you're, you're a smart man that's how the rich stay rich and, and then i just want to eat for like a week <laughs> that's crazy all right um like um like who has the best sneaker rotation in Griselda um I would probably say Wes because Wes always got some one-on-ones like he'll have the craziest one-on-ones like you're not going to be able to get them or find them nowhere so I would definitely probably say Wes you know he's a fly guy yeah, see, I'm trying to get on that level, but you know, <laughs> my bank account be on be saying something else. I don't even be. I don't even think it's always that. I think people just send him shit. Like people, you know, they fuck with him. They know that he, they gonna do his mm-hmm. send him stuff. All right. Um, I want to thank you for joining me today. Like, do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on? I know you got the show in the city this week. Yes, so I got the show on December 21st at SOBs in New York City. I also got um, a show in LA on January 11th at Lodge Room. And um, my new single, Psych, is out. So we just dropped the video for that a couple weeks ago. That's doing numbers. And, you know, we're doing a TikTok challenge for that. I'm going to be giving away um, a dinner with me. So, you know, stay tuned for that. But other than that, I mean, I'm going to be chilling. Just look out for me. European tour coming up. We moving. Moving and grooving. All right. Um, How long are you going to be in the city for? I believe it's just like maybe a couple days. I'm in and out because, you know, Christmas is this week. So um, I'm going to Buffalo to be with my family. Oh, all right, because I was trying to pull up to the show, man. But, you know, every time I try and do something, I get sick. So I've just been 
Oh no. Um, cough medicine. You gotta get you some CMOS. Man, I've been doing anything. You should CMOS is the way you gotta get on oh, that. Hot toddies, NyQuil. Yeah, yeah. Now you gotta keep it natural natural. Get that CMOS. You know, maybe do you like a little detox cleanse with some teas. Cause you know, right now it's like everybody got all that mucus built up and shit and having these respiratory problems, but that get all the mucus out of your system. And, and be careful in the city, because I think that's the way I got sick at last week, so. Oh yeah, nah, I be, I don't play about that. I definitely don't be around a whole bunch of sick people. And I'm definitely one of those ones where it's like, I'm sanitizing my hands. I'm making sure that I'm, I'm taking my vitamins. Like I take my health very serious. Oh, I can start doing that. Like I got vitamins, I just don't take them. I just get up. And... <laughs> yeah, no. I listen. I got a regimen. Like as soon as I get up, I take shits. I don't play. I wish I was. Doing like that.